Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Llewellyn, it is 100 degrees in Nashville this weekend. Um, like actually 100 or like actually, real feel? Actually 100. Um, wow. And then over the next two days, it'll still be in the high 90s. 98, 99. Welcome to Florida. Very unpleasant. <laughs> It's not nice. It's not nice here. Um, but I have a question for you. You okay. like never know how I'm gonna like come in on these episodes, and so it always kind of thrills me really a little don't. that you're just like ready to take kind of whatever I give to you. Um, you purchased one of my recommend to a friends. I did, and I want you to review it for the people, for the people out there. Are you talking about the one that? Freezes. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that you said that you said Reese's, and I was like, "Have I ever done Reese's like peanut butter cups or something like that?" Yes. <laughs> Freezes. Yes, please. Um, I'm just thrilled that you yeah. took my advice. It's funny. I actually just used it for the first time last week, so this is perfect. Love that. Um, yeah. So a while ago, Leanne had recommended these like. I can't I can't think of the name right now like these cold caps that go on your headache he- headache helmet that's it um that you use to help like relieve a headache um and I've just I don't know if it's just as I'm getting older like you know hormones changing whatever you know women's bodies are weird um but I've been getting more headaches in the last two months than I have ever had in my life and so I had texted her and asked I was like hey remember you I remember you mentioning this on the podcast, but like, I can't think of what it's called or when we did that or whatever. And I was like, here's what I'm dealing with. And she's like, oh yeah, exactly. Literally sent me the link within like five minutes. Um, And I got them. I haven't, I only put one in the freezer. I should probably throw the other one in there. We don't have a ton of room in our freezer, so it's like hard to fit anything. But um, oddly enough, after I got them, I didn't have a headache for like three weeks, which I was like, that's... (laughs) That's odd. Um, but then I had one this week, so I, I put it on. I won't lie. It was a little painful at first. Uh-huh. Like, yes. That, like, initial, like, I feel like I'm getting a brain freeze. Um, yep. It, yeah. I and should I have almost, warned you. I almost took it off because I was like, I don't know that I can handle this. And I was like, no, just leave it. Because after, like, reading the reviews, too, like, a lot of people said, like, it doesn't last that long. Um, you know, it might might be really cold at first, but, like, just, like, feel it out. And so I left it on, and it was... I kid you not. It was so good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I feel like the headache, I mean, it was still there a little bit afterwards, but um, it wasn't as bad and it was just such a relief. My roommates get a kick out of it. They think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but one roommate has been having headaches this week and I keep telling her and I was like, it's in the freezer if you want to use it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But it's great. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, mine also came, I got the two pack mm-hmm. for Leanne's thought um and like suggestion but i haven't tried because i regret not getting the second one because like you said even after it gets warm it's like the headache is still there it's very numb like it's 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 very like it's a dull headache at that point like you could hardly call it a headache it's it, it dulls it so much that it's like if i just did one more round of this it would be perfect because but it takes like four hours for the headache helmet to like be frozen enough. So it's not like you just pop it in there real quick and then throw it back on. So right. you'd have to have a second one. So I regret not buying a second one and I will in the near future. So I was like, you have to get a second one. Yeah, but like in the two pack also comes like an eye patch thing. Uh-huh. Like an yeah. eye mask. Um, I haven't put that in the freezer yet, but I thought about doing that because that might be nice too. Um, yeah, it's good. I I recommend it as well. I don't get headaches like Leanne does, thankfully. Um, but even just like a, a basic headache, I would assume migraines this helps with as well. But yeah, it's great. I'm really glad that you like it. It made it literally makes my day when people try things that I recommended. Because I I recommend things because I was like I literally feel like your life would be better if you had this. And yeah. it's hard. A headache hat is hard to buy because. 
you don't really need it until you need it. Exactly. Yeah. So so when and you're like, like I, can't, I haven't I had can't a headache stand in two headaches. months. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand headaches to begin with. And like, I don't love, like, I believe in med- medicine, like all that, whatever. But like, I don't love taking medicine to cure things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I'm like taking medicines for something else. I'm like, I don't want to have to take something else to help right. with a headache. So I like, I just, I think I finally asked you because I was like, I want a way or something that will help me with this. That isn't just taking another pill. Yes. And, same. Yeah. And it wasn't really helping. Like if yeah, I took the pill too. too late, it didn't really matter. Um, and I hated that. Cause I was like, sometimes I just don't yeah. have immediate access to like for sure. an Excedrin or whatever it was. So I'm really glad you bought it. Um, for those of you that are like, yeah, but I only get headaches. It's still worth it, honestly. Like, yeah, and I know I it's hard it, to spend. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. When I bought it, um, I was looking. So I, I bought it on Amazon because yeah. it was cheaper. But I also went to their website just to like look at maybe what else they had. And oh yeah, I, I was going to ask you if you bought the other. No, thing. like I they, I think I've mentioned on the podcast I've had issues with my wrist and like uh-huh. inflammation and stuff. And they have one for like your hands and like your wrist. And they also have one for your knee, which now that I'm running more would be kind of great. So I might, now that I've like tried the headache one, I might look into potentially purchasing those like one at a time and just trying them and seeing, cause I mean, I'm all about it's, and I feel like your wrist and your knee, especially they're hard to ice because they're such odd. Like like, your wrist is angles and (laughs) angles. Yes. Totally. So it'd be nice to have like a glove or like something to go over it to just target that area, you know? Yeah. And then you're limited. Like, so I have to hold. So not only right. do I have the one hand that I'm trying not to use because I'm trying to ice that wrist, but I also have to use my other free hand to lay the ice on the wrist because it's such a small <laughs> area. Yeah. And then you're just incapacitated for the amount of time that you need it. It's just so exactly. unrealistic. So to have something that wraps around your entire wrist, I, I can only assume that being super helpful. Yeah. So that's the next try. And when I try it, I will recommend it. Love that. Love that. I didn't even see the knee one. That's such a great idea. I wish yeah. they offered like a a big bundle pack. That's one thing that I hate nice. about like some business. It's not, it's not something I hate about business. I understand that. I don't understand business very well, but like give combination bundles like a, a different combination of all types of bundles for your products because I want to be able to pick and choose and still get a deal if I'm going to spend all that money right. so I wish they were like here's all of our products or you could only do this one or you could do three of them because yeah. that would be ideal for you but anyways love that you love that um even if you guys don't think it's worth it right now because you don't currently have a headache your future headache self will be greatly appreciative of you doing so um, okay, that was our opener. Look at us. Uh, woo, we are winding down. It's yes. crazy. Um, we're not doing we're not doing life updates today, are we? No. No, we did them last month. Okay, or last week. Sorry. Okay, continue. Or go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> cool. All right. This week we watched nice. season six, episode twenty-two, titled "The One with the Ring." This one was written by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen, directed by Gary Halverson, and originally aired on May 11th, 2000. Chandler asks Phoebe's help in choosing a ring for Monica, and Rachel regrets pushing Paul to express his feelings. This was an episode. Um, yes, so... Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. It was just funny I guess I don't know I really don't know what I mean by that (laughs) (laughs) okay well we'll get into it (laughs) yeah cool we start in the soft open in the apartment in the Chandler and Monica's apartment and Chandler's looking at engagement rings in like a brochure and asks Phoebe what her opinion is Um, she asks him if he is going to tell anyone else and he says no not at the time she only knows because she is one of his best friends and just happened to walk in on him looking at the brochure in the bathroom (laughs) Um, Joey and Ross come in and Phoebe quickly tries to like divert Chandler and tells them like let's go to the cafe so they can continue talking about this without the others hearing 
And Ross mentions that that's where they were headed and they were going to ask them to come too. And so Chandler, like, on the fly, like, is like, well, we're not going to go there anymore and, like, closes the door. And basically, in Ross and Joey's words, blows them off. I loved that Joey was eating cold pizza. Do you like cold pizza? Um, It's been a while since I've had cold pizza. It doesn't taste the same with dairy-free cheese. Oh. So I haven't really done that, that. But when I was younger and I ate you know, pizza on the regular, I, I would eat it cold. Yeah, I don't mind. I would rather eat it cold than reheat it. Especially like Little Caesars pizza. Yeah, like I don't the know. cheapy ones. Yeah, I don't know what it was about that, but when I was younger and we had Little Caesars, if it was in the fridge mm-hmm. the next day, like I would love to eat that cold. Yeah, Probably just don't. the grease or something. <laughs> Pro- probably, you know, all the unhealthy things. Also, um, I loved the, there was, he had like an actual ring brochure and I know we're going to get a little bit into like the specifics of the ring. Um, do you have a type of ring that you like? Do you, do you have like a picture of like your inspo, your ring inspo? Um, I am so single that I Uh That I have not trigger warning this. trigger so- warning trigger warning <laughs> uh, in so long um i'm i know that i have I'm like a pinterest sorry. board <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i know that i have a pinterest board of like you know venues and dresses and like all those things but it's been a while since i've looked at it so yeah like yeah. off the top of my head i don't have like a specific i'd like i do know that i want a rose gold ring um okay. But, like, I'm not specific. I know I don't want it to be huge. Uh, mm. Like, the whole, like, diamond, like, that doesn't matter to me. Um, honestly, at this point in my life, like, a band is fine. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I'm not the right person to ask. What about you? Okay. Well, what was funny? Okay. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna tell you, like, send me a picture of, like, something that you'd be like, yeah, this is inspo. It might not be, like, the one, but it's inspo. Because I was like, oh, I'll just post it on, like, our social media since we barely engage with it and have people, like, vote for which type they are, you know, sort of, of just, like, not who's not not who's they like better, but, like, what's more their style. Yeah. Because mine is the opposite of you. I'm like, if I have freaking waited this long, it better be the most freaking gorgeous thing you've <laughs> ever seen. And I have one picture that is... It is the one I want, and I have sent specific details to my sister of sizing, the type, um, some of the specifics about, like, the intricacies of the design of it that I've seen, like, displayed. Um, there's a very specific designer that I want it from. Like, it, it is one ring that is very specific, and... Um, and uh, what's what's funny is like the middle diamond. I couldn't care if it's like white sapphire, um, at the beginning, like for him to propose with, and then like maybe ten, fifteen years down the road, upgrading it once we're like financially good to like maybe an actual diamond. But white sapphires like pretty much look the same to anybody who's like paying attention, or not paying attention, um, or not like grading people's diamonds. <laughs> um, so I have a very specific look. I feel like that is us, though. Of course, like, not only would our design be different, the fact that you say, like, a band would do, I'm like, I'm almost appalled because I'm like, how could you? (laughs) But also also, just, like, the design itself being different. Yeah, I also don't, like, wear rings normally. So I think the idea of, like, having something so expensive on my finger is, like, Mm -hmm. more overwhelming to me and more, like, I'm going to lose this thing than... If I were to just have, like, a band, like, obviously I'd want something that's not just a band, but I think I would just be so worried I'd lose it all the time that I don't want it to be expensive, you know? That's totally fair. That's totally fair. If you, if you, I kind of want you to send something. I I still want you to send something for inspo, because I really do want to post it now that we've talked about it. I feel like some people will engage. Yeah, I can try to find something. Okay. Cool. Okay, cool. All right, now in the main part of the episode, we start in the cafe, and Phoebe is asking Rachel how things are going with Paul, and they're good, but she can't seem to get him to open up or talk about anything. 
Um, Phoebe suggests maybe treating him like a pickle jar that won't open, uh, <laughs> which she shows when Paul walks in. But honestly, it makes no sense, which I think is the point. Um, okay, how do you open a pickle jar? How exactly how do you how, get... exactly how Rachel explains it? You you try to open it, it can't open. If you have one of those gripper things, I'll try that. If that doesn't work, okay. you hit the bottom really hard. If that doesn't work, run it under hot water. Okay, can I tell you one that, like, literally never fails? What? If you hit the edge of the lid with the blunt end of, like, a butter knife, and you do that, like, five times around, it breaks the seal, and you can get it off. Never would have thought that. Yeah, it's, my family has always used that method, so when they didn't say it, I was like, wait, does... Do other people know about this? No. <laughs> you I just take it that. and you just kind of hit it really hard right on the corner edge. I do know my parents have, like, in the past have, like, kind of tapped it on the counter, like, around. So maybe that's the same concept. Maybe. Yeah, the idea is that if you can bend the metal right at the corner edge, like the lip end of the lid, if you can get air underneath, it just breaks that seal. So you have to manipulate that part of the metal to, to get the seal to kind of disconnect from the jar. And it makes it, and it's so easy after that. And it doesn't ever like re-engage to the degree, like it closes it, but it like the seal, it doesn't like reseal itself sort of. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so Ross comes in, um, he and Paul kind of exchange like nice looks, but are actually like annoyed with each other. Um, and Ross asks Phoebe why her and Chandler blew him off that morning. And she, you know, tries to divert it and tells, like, obviously he's upset with you about something. But Ross <laughs> can't understand why. And so she tells him to dig a little deeper. You know, you're a paleontologist. Yeah, um, dig deeper, Ross. And so he thinks about it for a minute. And he suggests that maybe it was the time that Chandler wasn't invited to the Knicks game a few weeks ago Ooh. that him and Joey went to. And so Phoebe's like, yeah, of course, that's got to be it. Because she's just wanting him to, you know, stop talking about it. Uh, Phoebe's Phoebe's holding a orange Central Perk cup. It has the cafe logo on it, but the lettering looks like it belongs on an Asian food place. And oh, I no. want it so bad. I want nice. it so badly. Ross is going to use it in a couple more scenes or um like three scenes later when he's in the cafe, like he also has that orange bug. And like, now that I've seen it, I just, I, I need it. I need it. Cause <laughs> it's my favorite. It's like, it brings several of my favorite things together. So I thought I had to call that out. Cause I was like, I have never seen that type font, like type font on that logo. And it was wonderful. So just, if you're watching the scene after you listen to this podcast, Look for the cup Phoebe's holding. It's orange. It's like that Asian type font. It's, I love it. And I want Good it. catch. I'll send you my address, my PO, if you uh, <laughs> find it. Nice. Um, so we head up to Joey's apartment and Paul has made dinner reservations for him and Rachel, but she wants to talk before they go. She tells him that she doesn't really know him and starts to ask him personal questions, which only get like one word responses. Frustrated, she tells him a story about a prank the kids pulled on her, um, which makes him tell her like one quick story about a toy mm -hmm. that he wanted as a child, but his parents got him something else, and the kids made fun of him for it and called him Chicken Boy, and it was like literally maybe a minute long, like it was not a long story, but she, you know, takes the win, thanks him, mm -hmm. and they start to head out to dinner when. All of a sudden, it's like the switch has been flipped and the yeah. floodgates open. Paul loses it. Yeah. So, so a couple things. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. Are you done with the scene? Wait. Well, it goes. It goes to like a oh, keep, commercial okay, keep break. Going. I'll do it at yeah. the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, right. Keep going. It like goes to a commercial break, comes back, and Rachel is holding Paul on the couch, crying, like sobbing. And it seems to have been a while, um, and Paul is continuing to tell her, like, all the trauma from his childhood. And she thanks him again for sharing with her, but she asks if he wants to go share food now because, you know, she's hungry. And he loves Kung Pao chicken, but at the word chicken, he loses it. Yeah, he, like, 
looks at her as if she's trying to re-traumatize him all over again in that like one second he's like chicken boy like pointing at himself um on the first half of half of the scene before the commercial break we see a little glimpse of the magna doodle not to be fair i saw the full magna doodle a couple scenes down magna doodle um but i since we like saw half of it i'm just going to tell you what it is at the top of the episode even though you will see it in full later it says rachel called d ward saint george which that sounds absolutely like a hospital yeah so maybe she was getting her annual like women's wellness check or something i don't know but that's what it says and then you'll never freaking guess what i caught on the second half of this scene after the commercial break on the table in front of Rachel and Paul. Do you remember when I talked about the toy squid that was on the like electrical plugs in the kitchen for that one episode just randomly floating there? Yeah. It was on the table right in front of them. That squid. Interesting. Nice catch. I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, it's the squid. It's right there. So if you guys are looking, go look at the squid. It's literally on the table right in front of them. You cannot miss it. It's the same squid that was, I don't know, laying over the electrical cord plugged into the outlet in the kitchen like however many episodes ago. So I found it. I can't believe it. Good on them for keeping the continuity alive. (laughs) Nice. Um, Okay, so then we head to the ring store the jeweler, I don't know what you call it. Um, and Chandler and Phoebe are shopping for the ring. And he's frustrated because he feels like it's been their nine millionth store and he just can't find the right one. So Phoebe suggests, why don't you get him something get her something other than a ring, like this musket? And Chandler <laughs> finally finds one that he feels is promising. And so he asks the jeweler guy to like, fake propose to him so he can kind of feel it out. Which the guy's reluctant to do, but he does. And Chandler loves it. He's like, this is the ring. Which we find out is $10,000. And Phoebe is like, don't worry, I got this. And tries to haggle, but her (laughs) haggling skills are like $10? Yeah, it's bad. It's pretty bad. Um, And Chandler steps back in and he's like, look, I can do eight. That's like like 8,000. That's all I can do. And the guy's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So he reaches for his wallet, only to remember that he'd let Joey borrow his credit card because he was supposed to buy them Nick's tickets, but mm. Joey ended up buying them and never invited Chandler. And he's like, but it's whatever, I'm fine, I'm over it. And so he leaves Phoebe to watch the ring while he goes to get the card. Yeah, I will say one of the things about continuity in this uh, episode is that Phoebe's hair is pretty much the same the whole time. She's got her hair down with like braids throughout. Um. But as a way to signify time differences, they, like, add bejeweling to it as if it's, like, a different, but, like, it really isn't that different. I wonder if they block shot a lot of her scenes because mm-hmm. even in one future scene, you'll see her hair again with braids removed, but you can tell her hair is sort of crimped, the, mm-hmm. the type of crimp that you can tell that someone's hair has been in a braid. Um, so just you'll just kind of, like, see that throughout the episode. And then huge continuity miss or um, timing on camera angles when the guy has some ADR, um, the jeweler guy is talking about like the sapphires, the side of his mouth isn't even remotely moving as we're looking at Chandler and Phoebe um, of him explaining it. And it's, it's like a significant enough amount of time that you're like, okay, that was bad. It wasn't just like a quick miss while they're trying to change camera angles. It was like, too much audio to be on that side of his face without his lips moving. So just had to call that out because it was glaring. Wow. All right. So we head back to the cafe and Ross reminds Joey of how Chandler and Phoebe blew him off that morning. And he told him that it's because of the Knicks game that they didn't invite him. And Joey Mm. is kind of like clueless to the reason as to why Chandler could possibly be mad about that. Uh, But they just, he proposes they get more tickets because after all, he still has Chandler's card. So he continues to tell Ross um, that, oh, no, sorry. So Ross kind of like agrees, like, cool, that'd be a cool idea. And then he continues to tell Ross like all the things that him and Chandler do without Ross. And <laughs> Ross doesn't seem to be upset about that. And 
Ross just kind of gets this look on his face. It's like confusion, upset, and he's like, what? But Joey, you know, again, is clueless and doesn't really seem to care. I feel really called out by that because isn't that just like me and my three friends or my two friends? Like the three of us have had multiple conversations about like how we're realizing that like a trio is so tough because the way I relate to one of them is different than when I, than how I relate to the other one of them, but we're all three friends and they're friends also between the two of them. And so we rarely, even if I'm only having a one-sided conversation with one of them, I, we rarely text outside of the group because we have like hurt each other's feelings in some of the ways that we've like, it's so interesting having a trio and, and like the way that Ross got so upset that they were like, oh, we hang out all the time without you. So it's fine. And he's like so hurt about it. I was like, well, ain't that me and my friends. Yikes. <laughs> like, I don't, I think we might be too like, and we're working out like the difference between like, we're not like so dependent on each other that we have to all three, but we're also trying to be sensitive to like, I think a lot of times it's just easier to be friends with guys because like you can get like the cattiness of girls and like things like that. And I mean, now that we're in, we're all in our thirties, we're like, it's not quite like that, but there's still some of that element where it's like, it's hard to be friends with girls. And obviously it's also the best though. So, um, I felt really called out. I was like, this is hilarious. Oops. Um, okay, so we head over to Monica and Chandler's apartment. and Oh, wait. Is... Also, um, Like a Little Girl didn't really age very well. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, bad. Just went, I was like, ugh, probably. I mean, this whole episode, honestly. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Um, this episode with the whole, like, guys and emotions, all of it is sort of like, yikes. Um. Because, like, guys have emotions, too, but the way that we viewed it 30, you know, 25, 30 years ago um, is just so different than how we're handling it now. And I think it's better now because, like, guys yeah, guys sure. have emotions, too. And yeah. it's not considered weak to feel emotions. Like, emotions are so normal. Um, and they let you in on things that you are, like, experiencing and feeling and how you relate to people. And so just the, like, a little girl as if, like, it's not, it's, like, not mainly to be sensitive or emotional. Yeah. Um, like, outwardly emotional is just, it's such a miss. But it's, like, they didn't know any better. And that was the culture. So it's not like I can be, like, oh, cancel culture. <laughs> it's just, like, they didn't know what they didn't know. And now we know better. And so it's, like, it just kind of didn't age well. So I just wanted to call that out because it's. It's yeah. all throughout this episode with Paul. So, yeah, I do. And feel how like they that. treat Paul and how Rachel responds to Paul is bad. She's not yeah. a safe space. It's it's a bad look for Rachel. That's what I'm yeah. gonna call out. Okay. No, I yeah, no, I agree. Like the the conversation around mental health and especially mental health with uh, men, men has yes. drastically changed since this time. Yes. And I, I mean, it's we still deal with it in some areas, but like I do feel yes. like yeah that. Is definitely not the case now. Thankfully, that's a good thing that we're talking more about mental health and um, how it's okay to be, you know, a little weaker at times if you need to be. Um, and I would agree. She did not handle it well, but also you have to think in context of the time. And back yep. then it was not what it is now. Totally. So we head to the apartment, uh, Monica and Chandler's apartment. And oddly enough, this is the only scene Monica is in this entire episode. Um, I didn't even notice that. I didn't write anything about this scene either. Yeah. I'm supposed to be the one, the potato spotter. And I didn't even mention like, hey, this is the one time we see Monica. Yeah, no, it, I find it interesting because like Chandler's running around trying to find this ring and like doing all this stuff. But like they didn't really think bring in is? the point of like, is she wondering what he's doing? Um, and so like, I don't know. It, it felt weird to me, but whatever. I didn't write the episode. So Anyways, yeah, Rachel comes though. in. Yeah. Monica asks if Paul's still crying, and he is. And Rachel, she tells Rachel, like, there's two sure, two surefire ways that you can shut a man up, and one of them is sex. And Rachel's like, <laughs> okay, what's the other one? And she's like, I don't know, because number one has always worked. Um, <laughs> but then Rachel, like, quickly calls Monica out on being the talker in the situation. 
And they both kind of like <laughs> stare at each other for a minute, and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna head to the store because I need it's to get more real tissues." Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was it. That was pretty quick. So yep. then we head back to the ring store, and Phoebe is trying on all of the jewelry, like all of it. It feels like. Um, and I she's think even she has holding like five necklaces on. Too many. Four um, at a minimum that I could count, but I was pretty sure that there was another one in there. Probably. And then she asks to hold the musket again, and so she is, but she's like, <laughs> something is just missing. So she asks to see the ring that Chandler has picked out, and as the jeweler goes to get it, we find out that it was just sold to the guy that's walking out right now. And so Phoebe runs after him, still holding the musket and all the jewelry that she has on, and as soon as she cr- like crosses the threshold of the first door, like, cages close on her, and she's, like, stuck in, like, jail, essentially. Um... Which, like, infuriates her. But we know why. So then we head back to Joey's apartment. Paul is still a mess, wrapping at this point, because Rachel has taken her sweet time going to the store, um, wrapping toilet paper around his hand. And Chandler comes in looking for the card. And so Paul asks, probably the worst person to ask about dad issues, um, to Chandler, asking me if he's ever, if his dad ever hugged him as a kid. And because his didn't. And then he offers, Chandler offers him to just go visit his dad in Vegas because he'd be more than happy to give him hugs mm-hmm. now. Um, but Paul is like, asked Chandler for a hug. He, he kind of gets like choked up about it. And so Chandler's like, no, I'm busy. And Paul, which sets him off because that's what his dad used to tell him when he was a kid. So Chandler agrees to hug him, which is kind of like, it looks awkward because obviously Chandler doesn't have the full context of what's happening here. Um, yeah. So they kind of like separate and Joey comes in. And so Paul like goes to hug Joey and they're in, he's like practically picked Joey up in this hug. And so him and Chandler are having like a conversation about the card and he's like, Oh, it's in my pocket, picks it up. And he's like, we got Nick's tickets again for, I think this evening. Um, And he tells him that Chandler says, I can't go. And he's like, what are you talking about? You can't go. You couldn't go last time. And you were upset about it. And he was like, no, like, I have plans. And like, he just walked out the door and slams it. And Paul points out that it was rude that he did that. And Joey agrees. Yeah. There's, um, the hug that him and Chandler share is almost like a Joey hug with how intense it is, but it's awkward for this pair because like, they don't know each other that way. There's a little bit of tear continuity on Paul's shirt that I wanted to call out. Like at some points it looks wet and then in other shots, it like looks completely dry um, and then I just loved, loved how Joey went, Paul, is it? <laughs> like, yeah. It just, it, how he was so caught off guard. Um, and when Chandler says the exact same line in the pilot, when discussing Monica's date, Paul, the wine guy, he says, Paul, is it? So it's like a fun little, like, throwback. Oh, that's funny. It's like a throwback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we head back to the store, and Phoebe immediately tries to distract Chandler with another ring, um, but then blames the jail between the doors as the reason she couldn't hold on to the to the previous one. And he's clearly upset upset because the one that he picked out he got goosebumps with when the guy like fake proposed. And that's yeah. basically all that happens there. Mm-hmm. So then we head to the cafe for another quick scene, and Joey is telling Ross that. Chandler blew them off again and at this point both of them are upset about it and they decide that they're not going to talk to him at all they're going to freeze him out and become they're going to be best friends and not include Chandler yeah the new Joey and Chandler like Ross's face for that too was really funny it was hilarious so then we head back to Joey's apartment and Rachel has returned um, and Paul tells her that he's written everything down that he wants to talk about and Rachel starts to do what Monica says. Um, so she starts to seduce him, but Paul is unmoved and keeps sharing. And then it kind of like goes back and forth. Like she does something seductive and he shares more and this back and forth thing until finally Rachel just explodes and tells him like, look, enough is enough. I'm overwhelmed. This is something you need to talk to a mental health professional about. And like, I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And so he apologizes to her. They kind of embrace. And he's like, you know, once the gates open, I can't close them. And he's like, but they're closed now. We're good. Everything's fine. And so she's like, well, can we 
do what I wanted to then? And he's like, yeah, of course. So a quick commercial break, come back. They're in bed after just having what we assume was sex. And Paul has opened the floodgates again. That's basically it. They're in bed. Paul starts crying again. And Rachel is basically over it. I loved how Rachel was like talking about how therapy was like a hundred dollars an hour. And I was like, that would be great right now because it's definitely not a hundred dollars per hour anymore. Um, and then I have a question for you. This is like a weird man question. Um, guys who wear watches, yes or no? Um, specify like digital watches or like, no, like the old school ones. I mean, analog like okay. an actual like timepiece wristwatch i mean i haven't like, like thought fancy, about it or like yeah yeah like i haven't thought about it but like now that you're having me think about it mm-hmm. i kind of like it it's kind of hot right a little bit it kind of is yeah okay question do you imagine this fake hot guy to have the left hand wristwatch or a right hand wristwatch um, I'm terrible at this question. I, no, it's, I not wanna... like, it's not like a right or wrong. So no, I it's know. It's not like a right or wrong. But like, well, I, I have... if you're like, oh, that guy, look at his forearms. He's got a wristwatch on. What hand is that on? In my mind, I want it to be on the right. But I wear my watch on the left. So I feel like the left would make more sense unless he's right hand, unless he's left handed. Like to me... Watches should be worn on your non-dominant hand. That My mouth was just agape for about 20 seconds when you said the right. Why? Well, because Bruce Willis has it on his right. And I couldn't, I could, I don't know what else happened in the scene once I saw that it was on the right, because I was like, no, it needs to be on the left. See again, I doesn't that part doesn't matter to me, I guess. So I think it's but, so much better when it's on the left. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't know. I, and I understand. Difference. What's funny is as a kid, I used to wear it on my right because it was my dominant arm. So I was like, that's the one you lift. And my mom was like, you're not supposed to wear it on the left. And I was like, well, I'm going to wear it on whatever wrist I want, you know, like firstborn trying to break the rules. Um and and yet, like, now my Apple wrist, like, my Apple watch is on my left, like, it's it's the left. But I saw it on Paul's, and I was like, I don't even know what else happened after I saw that it was on his right. Because I was like, it looks weird on the right to me, on a guy. But I just had to ask, because I was just, it was so weird for me to, like, hyper-focus on that. Okay, That's continue. Funny. Okay, so we head back to Monica and Chandler's apartment. And Chandler is opening the ring that he settled with the second time, and it's just upset because it looks like a gumball ring and phoebe tries to tell him like look it's not that bad but he's persistent that the other ring was the ring that he saw monica saying yes to so phoebe tells him that he she heard where the guy was going to propose tonight and suggests that they go ask him to trade rings and chandler is all for it so they head to the restaurant they find the guy and phoebe pulls him away for a like a work phone call kind of fakes a story and Chandler just is straight up, tells him, look, there's been a mix-up. You have the ring that was supposed to be on hold for me and asks him to trade it. But the guy is, like, not going for it, which I completely understand. Um, but quick on his feet, Chandler tells him that Phoebe is his fiance, and she really had her heart set on that ring. And she ups it because in true Phoebe fashion, sure. says that the she's dying. High enough. Right. And it is her final death wish, basically, to have that ring on her finger when they get married. And the guy is still reluctant, but he finally agrees, like, cool, that's fine. Um, And then only Chandler would do this. They switch rings, and he yells to the woman that this guy's about to propose to, you are about to marry the best man. Yikes, Chandler. It's a bad bad look. Um, Also, the fact... Okay, I think the writers could have done like a little bit better of a job here or maybe the stage design. But the fact that he was supposed to be taking a phone call, which is usually at the host stand. 
and then they literally are maybe two feet. Like, I think he takes two steps shot, yeah. from the table to have their discussion and openly, like, displaying ring boxes and having conversations. I was like, guys, be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. So the last scene before the tag is in Joey's apartment, and Chandler comes in to tell the guys the news. And he stands in front of the TV, and they're just freezing him out. So he continues and just tells him, like, look, I'm going to propose to Monica. And so Joey kind of leans over to Ross and is like, I think we should end the freeze out, because this sounds important. So Chandler, like, (laughs) opens the ring box and shows it to them. And Ross is, like, thrilled because they're going to be brother-in-laws. And Joey is happy because they get to be friends again. I love how happy Joey is. So happy. so sweet. But Chandler's reaction. To be fair, Ross is in denial first. He is, yeah. He's at first you look like at first it looks like he's not gonna be thrilled about it. And you're like, uh Well he kinda does like what Ross does most. He's like, wait, what? Like he doesn't understand and then it like slow it like slowly turns to like the puppy dog look Mm -hmm. of like I'm so happy. But then also back to like, you know, you better treat her with respect because I'm gonna hurt you if you don't. Yep. Um so then Rachel comes in after dumping Paul, we find out. And yeah. Chandler spills the news to her, shows the ring, and she's thrilled. She said that the ring is great. Monica's going to love it. So Phoebe comes in last and states that she helped him pick out the ring. And the guys are immediately mad about this. <laughs> and Chandler's like, dude, I the, she walked in on me looking at them. Like, what else am I supposed to do? And so they, like, freeze him out. They sit down, don't speak to him. And he's like, guys guys and then it cuts at one point just before leblanc is breaking oh really you can tell by the look on it you can tell by the look on his face that he's like he's a he's about to break it's coming and it's like right there and then it cuts i'm pretty sure that was where it was at but it was definitely in this scene and i think it was at the end that's funny so anything else before the tag um, I guess I could do all the little fun facts real quick. Obviously, this yeah. is the last appearance of Bruce Willis as Paul. I do want to call out that when, you know, like when Rachel's trying to learn about Paul and he like cries, he, he says he never got a big wheel that he wanted when he was six. So Bruce Willis was born in 1955. So he would have been six in 1961. And the big wheel was introduced in 1969, like eight years later. So if we're to believe that their age is pretty similar within the storyline as like real life, then that technically is sort of not a good continuity thing. Um, Also calling out that Joey has famously declared that he doesn't share food, but just before the opening credits, Joey offers a bite of his pizza to Ross. So it's a little outside of his, you know, thing. Um, and then I did a little bit of Googling and the Magna Doodle, uh, the Rachel called D Ward St. George is a reference to Edward St. George, a hairstylist who worked on the set of Friends at the time. So it's really oh, that's nice. Fun. Uh, yeah. And then Monica gets exactly 50 seconds in her scene. I know we talked about it wow. being like her only scene. It's like her shortest for one episode. She must have had like the whole week off or something probably of work it's like hey you've got to show up and then you can break and just go home (laughs) we'll see or maybe because in the next or the final two episodes she's in it a lot maybe they were prepping for that that's true that's a that's a great point you're probably right all right the tag is in the cafe and ross comments on how beautiful the ring was like chandler did a great job and phoebe states that he should know because he's bought a lot um but rachel says i never got a ring but he also never got sex. So Phoebe tells him, if you buy me a musket, um, then we could talk about things. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is Ross's face at the end of that was like, it was, it was like he, he was interested, but also what? <laughs> yeah. It was funny. And that's it. What was your favorite yeah. scene? You know, this one's, this one's a little tough. Um, I think I, I think I like the idea of them breaking their freeze out 
and like leaning over and be like, I think we have to end the yep. freeze out. And they have to, they yeah. say it like right in front of his face where he's like kind of confused for like a second before he like reveals that he's going to like propose. And then the fact that by the end of that same scene, they're like refreezing him out. Um, I think that's just funny. It's like a good play on the relationship. Um, but honestly, it's a stretch because like none of these uh scenes really stand out for me what about you yeah i would say the same thing that scene um and just like also the you know how happy they were for him and excited like all of them got like i I really love to see that camaraderie with all of them so i like that too right yeah um Um, episode rating yeah uh it feels like we're just on the precipice of these really like earth shattering episodes and I'm hoping that they're as good as we like that I remember them to be because it is like such a big it's literally the one of the most pivotal scenes and like storylines and part of the storyline of the entire series yeah and one of the things that I think the entire series like hinges on so it's it's hard to like know that that's coming but then not really love the lead up i'm gonna give it like a oh my god i just don't think it's great yeah i think for like a uh you know like finding an engagement ring episode like i think i would have rather had like the contrast of like monica not knowing what he's doing to to you know like that aspect i really do feel like monica was just missed in this episode which she was obviously because she wasn't there um so that was kind of weird to me uh i think i'll just give it a we were on a break okay because like you said too like and and we talked about the whole you know emotions thing but like we can't can't base this episode on something that like is better now that didn't happen back then yeah so yeah don't want to base any of it off that it's based purely off of i think they could have done they could have done this episode a little bit differently. Um, and it, I think it could have come across better. But And once again, I think this is what old shows like this lack. And especially we have seen it time and time again. That the way that these show writers get rid of non important relationships are always the most like trivial like the fact that he has one like external emotion and she like breaks up with him it's just one of those other random storylines that gets out these like gets these characters out of the way and just for story plot that i'm like i think when you see it back to back to back to back to back it's always like i'm just starting to get sort of bored with it if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, um, okay, post-show wrap-up, trivia. Yes. Um, all right. According to Susan, who is Bobo the sperm guy? You know, I feel like trivia has just gone downhill for us. I feel like maybe after season six, we're just not going to do trivia anymore. <laughs> I would be okay with Bobo that. Bobo the sperm guy. Aren't they going to... Are they trying to get pregnant again? And they obviously can't have children together. So is that what they're referring to their sperm donor? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, that's my guess. It's Ross. Oh, <laughs> apparently that's what they called Ross. <laughs> Yikes. Gosh, that was over five seasons ago. All right. Name Yikes. Rachel's beloved childhood dog. Sparky? Is it Sparky? I don't know. I I don't know. It's not. I don't it's think not it is. that. It's, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not like Jester, is it? Chester? Chester. Well, I agreed like a couple weeks ago on Bob, so I don't know if I'm one to like (laughs) confirm your theories. Uh, I was like, yep, 100% Bob, and it was not Bob. (laughs) It was the opposite of Bob. Do you give up? I give up. LaPoo. 
<laughs> it's like once you hear it. The poo died. Once you hear it, you know it. I can I can yeah. see where she's sitting on the couch. Can see, I can yep. I can hear her say it. Yikes. Okay. Well, social media spotlight to bring us back up of this crap hole. Um we got um, a little feedback from Pete Piazza about our Mac Mac capades, like mac and cheese escapades, mac capades. <laughs> Remember all my nice. hot dogs and mustard? He said, you kind of have to mix the mustard in with the mac and cheese to get the full effect. I will try pickles and peanut butter and report back too. Oh, Paul, thank you. He did say, I have to admit that although I like pickles and I like peanut butter, I'm not a huge fan of them together. Sorry, I tried. Pete, you have earned my up, upmost, upmost respect. I don't, I really appreciate you. Thank you for, um, giving me feedback on that. I really appreciate that. I have not tried your mixtures yet. I haven't made a single one of the boxes of mac and cheese and mac and cheese that I have at the end of my bed. I will get there and I think about it consistently. So I promise you, I will follow up on my word. Um, yeah. And that's our social, social media spotlight for today. We've got a recommend to a friend from our friend Kirsty that we will hold on to. Uh, well, I see Llewellyn doesn't currently have I one. I just so didn't. Maybe. I didn't write it. I didn't write it in there. I have one. Okay, uh, Christy, we will hold on to this um, and we will share it in the near future. Yes. Okay. Because um, I was thinking about the, about it the whole episode. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to share this, but I will. Um, so, a couple months ago, I don't know if I shared or said, but like I, I used to run a lot back when I used yes. to live in Michigan where you talked about running the weather with, was not uh, great. peanut butter um, and bananas. Yes. So I've started doing that more and decided that like at this point in my life, like I need to aid my running with something else to like strengthen myself and make sure I'm not hurting myself. So I had been looking into like joining a gym because I haven't, I haven't had a gym membership since before COVID and yeah. let's be real, I only, I didn't really go. I was one of those people that, like, had it and sparingly went. Yeah. Um, so I was hesitant to get one. Also, I wasn't sure where to go because there's so many gyms now that, like, I don't know what to look for. I'm intimidated, whatever. So I did some research, and one of my good friends um, was telling me about a gym. She, she joined back home, and mm-hmm. she mentioned that she'd gotten a personal trainer like when she signed up and she's like, it's literally been the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that sounds great, but aren't personal trainers like super expensive. (laughs) And she, you know, she told me, she's like, they can be a little expensive. And she's like, but honestly, like it's so worth it. And um, if you, you know, obviously budget it, it, you can make it work. So I did some looking and I was really nervous, but I decided to join a gym that's close to my house and in joining that gym, I was able to like ask about like what they do for personal training and how that looks and everything. So long story short, I got a personal trainer and um, I meet with him twice a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but honestly, I didn't know what to expect going into it. And I knew that like, I didn't want, I got like one of the smaller packages cause she's not wrong. It is expensive. Um, got one of the smaller packages so I meet with him twice a week 30 minutes a time so there's not a whole lot of time to like do a bunch so we've talked about you know like what some of my goals are and we've talked about um like what I kind of want to focus on and all that stuff and then he shared with me he's like my approach to training you or training people that are like new to the gym or haven't been to a gym in a while he's like is I like to take the first couple months and like take you around the gym and use different machines Um, so you have a better understanding of like what the gym offers and like how to use things correctly. And he's like, and then from there, I like to take you to doing more like body weight stuff and then like really focusing in on like your goals and like how to do like set plans and all that stuff. And he's like, but I really want to focus first few months on making sure you understand how to use things so that when you're here and we're not working together, you're not lost. And I was like, I honestly was not expecting that. And I a hundred percent appreciate it. So, um, It's been a little weird because obviously like I don't know this guy and we're like still in the early stages of like, you know, figuring each other's like demeanor out and we only have 30 minutes of time to do it. So it's been a little rocky, but um, it's been so helpful. Like I've been able to go on my off days and like do 
some of the machines that like I had never touched in my life, but like now I understand how to use them. So if you're like me and you've always always wanted to understand things at the gym, or maybe you're getting a little bit older like me as well, and your body doesn't do things as it used to, um, and you need to like start working it in different ways, uh, I highly suggest looking into getting a personal trainer. You can, there's so many packages out there, like it can be a little pricey, but if you look around and like shop around, you can find somebody that you're, you know, comfortable with. Um, I think it's really worth it. So yeah, I mean, I can obviously recommend the exact gym I go to, but it, it's going to be different everywhere you go. So you can literally look at any gym, any gym, any, some hospitals have like healthcare things like attached to them. You can do that. So I highly recommend if you're looking at it to hire a personal trainer and get your goals done. Yes. Love that. Thanks, Llewellyn. That's a yeah. good review. Um, my recommend to a friend is the book Fourth Wing. I I love how you have it written here. It's my okay, so for context, since we're both looking at the same document, I wrote frickin' Fourth Wing. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> Very emphatic about this book. Um as I said a while ago, I know on this podcast, I'm just getting back into reading again and reading for the sport of loving it, um, back into fiction that I haven't always, that I haven't read in a long, long, long time. I always kind of felt guilty about reading fiction um, when I had so many like nonfiction books to read and like not self-help, but like motivational and things like that. So I always had this sort of like guilt of wanting to take time aside like to read fiction. And so I'm getting back into just reading fiction and I'm loving it. Obviously I've given you guys like review after review or recommend to a friend of like my Kindle, get a library book, like I'm all over it. Um, now this book has been all over book talk. So if your Instagram has already been algorithmed for book talk, the side of Instagram for book people, you have seen Fourth Wing come up somewhere. It has taken the world by storm and it is 100% worth the hype. It is so good. It captures you right at the beginning of the story. There's no long lead in. I think a lot of the times with um, fantasy books, um, you have a lot of lead in because you're this person is trying, this author is trying to build an entire world for you. Um, and so it can often feel pretty slow at the beginning as they're trying to explain where you're at because everything is made up and that was not the case with this book i mean within the first seven pages i was already hooked and ready for the story um i laughed out loud i was bawling at one point i was completely enraptured i've done nothing outside of work over the past four days to get this book done and i cannot wait for the second book to release in november i already pre-ordered it um, honestly, even if fantasy is not your thing, I, or like even high fantasy, I think you will like it. There's, there's action, there's humor, there's, um, obviously like a little bit of romance. It's not the main driving factor, but it is a part of it. Um, there's, there's intricacies and storylines, relational dynamics, you know, of family and, not politics, but sort of, but not really. Um, it's fascinating. And I think it's, I think it's one of the best fantasy books I've ever read. Um, and highly worth it. So for those of you out there who need another book on your TBR, cause it's already not long enough. <laughs> um, I highly recommend fourth wing to a friend, Rebecca Yaros. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Nice. So, I love to add that please. I literally demanded of my sister because she was about to read um, a the A Court of Thorns and Roses series, but that series is like seven books long. So once you start, you're in it. And I yeah. was like, well, I want to read that too. But I also realized that once I start, I'm in that world. I'm not taking breaks to go to a different high fantasy. I might take right, a break yeah. to read like another like non- fantasy book of just like a relational one or something like that but there's no way i'm going to read two fa high fantasy book like worlds at the same time so i was like once i start 
I'm in it. And it's seven books. So I was like, I either read yeah, Fourth Wing right now, knowing that the second book isn't coming out and I'll get to like circle back. Or I have to wait until I finish it. And by then, like the hype will be over. And I'm really glad I read it. So I, I, I literally pulled the sister card on my sister. And I said, you have to, I demand that you keep your Akatar books on your shelf and, and get Fourth Wing. Um, I will say that to even buy it, it's at this point in time in space, it is like a month out of even even being shipped because it's so backlogged. Um, but it only took like a couple weeks in the library um, on my hold. So it is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. <laughs> so highly recommend Fourth Wing to a friend. Um, next week, we are going to cover, woo, we're getting down to the end, the one with the proposal part one yeah so we'll catch you guys next week on the one the friends podcast <laughs>